This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 146 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. 99 ways not to kill your horse. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. This episode is sponsored by Equestrian Collections. You can visit them for all of your shopping needs at equestriancollections.com. Plus, Uncle Jimmy's. Uncle Jimmy will be on the show today. And you can find them at uncle-jimmys.com. You're not going to want to miss that. This is Glenn the Geek. And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Howdy, Helena. Howdy, doody. This show is right up my alley. 99 ways not to kill my horse. I know. It's chock full of goofy sayings and lots of helpful information. When I saw this book that came out, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a book that's come out recently called 99 Ways Not to Kill Your Horse. I said, that's perfect for the Stable Scoop Show. We have to have these people on. Mm-hmm. We do. You know, you know, we've all we've all tried to kill our horses in one way or another, and didn't know we were doing it usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or they've tried to kill themselves, which they're very good at, mm-hmm. uh, and they try really hard at for some reason. They're, they're they like have suicide wishes. Horses. They're they're kamikaze pilots in in horse clothing. I'm convinced of it. Yeah, that's yes. true. That's a good if way they to can, put it. they will. I tell my husband all the time: if they can, they will, and they do, and they will. Yes, and they, and they do. do. And they do. If they can, they will, and they do. You know, one of the things we do on the morning show is rescue stories, because there's always these rescue stories of horses getting rescued from getting into places they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. It's amazing the places horses will get themselves into. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just incredible, some of the stories yeah. we've had. Yeah, you think, oh, they're not going to go down that path. They're yeah. not going to go in those woods. They're not going to go near that pond. And then the next thing you know, they're like neck deep in muck. Yeah, exactly. Or, or in water or in ice or whatever, you know. <laughs> Uh, or hanging ditch. out your sunroof. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can leave the car door open. That's one rescue I haven't seen yet. Yeah. Um, was- so, so, so we're going to talk to the authors of this book, 99 Ways Not to Kill Your Horse. And they sound like a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to this. They have to be. They wrote a book, 99 Ways Not to Kill Your Horse. And it's sort of a comedy, and it, it's very light, but they're doing it for a good cause, too. Uh, they're actually sharing the profits, and they, you know it's a noble cause that they have. And we, we thought that we had to get them on. They sounded like fun, regardless of the book. And then we're going to speak to Uncle Jimmy. We haven't talked to Uncle Jimmy in a while. No, I, I haven't seen him since January. You saw him in between them, but we haven't had a good conversation with Uncle Jimmy. And I know he's got some things, uh, some things rolling around at uh, Uncle Jimmy's brand products. I'd be interested to hear what... What's going on? There's What's coming out of there? Oh, he's got some things rolling around. He makes Uncle Jimmy's hanging balls. Um, some things rolling. That's pretty good. Hey, I did. I didn't even know <laughs> I did that. That's a bad pun. Yeah, you made a bad yeah. pun. Great. Well, it's bad pun day at the Horse Radio <laughs> Network. <laughs> Helena, by the way, we've just started the show, and she's already frustrated with me. So I'm sure this is going to be a lot of fun today because I'm in a mood. You are. <laughs> you are. I'm old. in a mood. But before we get to this, to the to the fun stuff, uh, we have to talk serious here for a minute. Uh, we all got together at the Horse Radio Network, which means I did, and then I called everybody and said, "You're going to help." Um, but everybody's been a terrific help, and including Helena. We are putting together a fundraiser for all of the the victims of the tornadoes and floods that have happened recently. This has been the worst year for tornadoes in the history of the United States, and we've just started. Um, the flooding has been, you know, uh, we've had 100-year floods in, in like almost 20 states, thanks to the Mississippi and several other rivers. And it, it, the devastation is just incredible. Tens of thousands of people without homes or 500 people plus have died. So whole families have perished. And, we, and a lot of those are horse people. So what we wanted to do was we wanted to help horse people and non-horse people alike. And, and the horse community is a giving, caring community. And we wanted to, to get that community together uh, behind an effort to raise money for, 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 for a couple of charities. And we, we, Jamie Jennings and I, the host of the uh, Horses in the Morning show, put together a little promo for this. All of the hosts of, uh, of the Horse Radio Network are involved in it. But we put a, together a little promo to talk about what we're doing, and I think it'll explain it all. So let's take a listen. I am Glenda Geek, founder of the Horse Radio Network. 
And I am Jamie Jennings, host of the Horses in the Morning radio show, and we are excited to share with you a fundraising project that we're working on to help the victims of the recent floods and tornadoes that have hit so much of the country. It's called Horse World Gives Back, and the website is at horseworldgivesback.com. Over the last month, the United States has seen some of the worst flooding in 100 years along many rivers, including the Mississippi River. Whole towns have been under eight feet of water, and a number of farms have been affected is just unimaginable, including many horse farms. Not to mention the devastation that a record number of tornadoes have brought to so many states in the last couple of weeks. Hundreds of lives lost, hundreds of pets lost, and billions of dollars of damage. The Red Cross, since March 31st, 2011, has opened over 200 shelters in more than half the country, serving 2.1 million meals and given out more than 1 million aid items. The Red Cross is estimating these relief efforts will run over $41 million. The numbers are staggering and the lives lost irreplaceable. The Horse Radio Network, along with many of its media partners, have started a fundraising campaign for those affected by these recent tragedies. It is called Horse World Gives Back, and it has two parts. The first is an online Horse World Gives Back Radiothon that will be held Monday, June the 6th, 2011, from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern. We encourage you to tune in and to give what you can, no matter how small or large the amount, towards the charities that we have chosen. Jamie, Chris Stafford, and I will host a three-hour radiothon, and it will be worth a listen as we will learn firsthand some of the stories from those affected. Plus, we will be joined by some of the top riders and clinicians in the world. Please take some time out to join us. The second part of Horse World Gives Back campaign is the Horse World Gives Back Retail Day on June 7th, 2011. 5% of everything purchased at the participating equine retailers will be given back to the charities. If you have been planning to buy anything over the next month, please do so June 7th at one of the participating retailers and you will be helping those in need. We have chosen two charities for this campaign. The first is the Red Cross. As we spoke about before, they have a huge relief effort going on right now in over half the country, and hurricane season starts this week. Their resources are being stretched to the limit. And many people believe that the Red Cross is supported by the government. They are not. They are solely funded by your contributions. The second charity chosen is the U.S. Disaster Equine Relief Fund. This is administered by the Kentucky Horse Council. It was set up years ago to help those directly affected by these types of disasters. They work with other state horse councils to make sure that the funds get directly into the hands of horse owners in need. They do good work, and that's why we're supporting them in this mission. So how can you help? Well, first, if you're a horse owner, tune into the Radiothon and donate what you can to help those in dire need. Plus, if you are planning on buying anything horsey in the next month, please make your purchase on June 7th at one of the participating retailers and tell everyone you know about this campaign by email, Facebook, Twitter. Just put up a note in your barn. And if you're a retailer, please consider giving back and being part of this national fundraising effort. Sign up to be a participating retailer at horseworldgivesback.com and donate 5% of your sales on June 7th to those in need. If you are a wholesaler, manufacturer, or a horse business, please call the Radiothon and pledge your support. There's going to be a page on Horse World Gives Back, the website, to list corporate pledges after the Radiothon. And if you are a website owner or association, help us promote the Radiothon and Retail Day through your email lists and social media. Plus, you can post the Radiothon player on your website so people can actually listen to the Radiothon right on your site. It's a simple embed code, and it can be found at Horse World Gives Back. Horse people are a caring and compassionate group, and we are always helping each other out. And we're asking you to do what you can now to give back even more to the community. Together, we can make a big difference in people's and their horses' lives. Tune in to the Radiothon on June the 6th at HorseWorldGivesBack.com and learn more about this effort there as well. That's HorseWorldGivesBack.com. See you Monday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. Well, Helena, thank you, too, for all of your help. You've been helping us behind the scenes here, and you're going to be, you're going to be there with us on Monday night uh, for, for the Radiothon. It's a big endeavor. It's something that, 
that we're probably uniquely positioned to help with here at the Horse Radio Network. One, because we have the contacts to do it, and two, we have the technology to do it. So we have uh, all the resources, and and we've got the cojones. Yeah, <laughs> we got the hanging balls to go out and ask other people for help. And the thing is, is that our horse community, and I say our horse community, is it's global. There is there's nothing like tapping into your family when you need help, and horse people are like one big extended family. So. We know we can count on you guys. We're planning for a lot of guests um, coming on that night, uh, people that have been affected, rescue workers. We're also going to talk about prevention how, what, how, and preparedness. How can you be ready for when something like this happens? Uh, you know what? All of this has happened, uh, you know, and we, we're not even in hurricane season yet. And they're predicting, you know, one of the worst hurricane seasons ever. And the way the weather's been going, you know, you, you have to wonder. So... So that's something that we, we, you know, we haven't even gotten to yet. So mm-hmm. we, we have to start now. And we hope that you join us. Our listeners of Stable Scoop are our most, are our most you know, uh, addicted, uh, loyal audience. They've been with us for almost three years now, Helena. We love you guys. Do you realize in six episodes it's going to be three years? Uh, uh, I do now. <laughs> well, maybe I have the calculation wrong. No, you're right. It's three years. Oh, wow. I, you're right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, let's take a break for, for our, our sponsor, who's been with us almost since the beginning. That's Equestrian Collections. And then we'll come back and we'll talk to our first guests, the authors of 99 Ways Not to Kill Your Horse. My new and, favorite book. I know. We're going to definitely have them give us some examples of ways not to kill your horse. This book is made for horse husbands. Mm-hmm. In fact, Equestrian Collections has been with us since the very beginning of Stable Scoop, and we appreciate their support. And there's another thing that they're supporting, and that is Horse World Gives Back. On t- next Tuesday, uh, that will be June the 7th, they will be donating 5% of all sales back to Horse World Gets Back to benefit those affected by the floods and the tornadoes that have happened in the United States over the last six or eight weeks. We appreciate them supporting that. And you can get a discount by just being a listener of the Horse Radio Network by using the uh, coupon code Radio Show at checkout. Radio Show is the coupon code. Just use that at checkout at equestriancollections.com and you'll get $10 off your next order of $120 or more. And if you do that on Tuesday, on the 7th, you will be. they will give back 5% to the victims of the floods and hurricanes as well, or floods and tornadoes as well. So you get a discount and they give back. And that can all happen if you stop by. If you were planning on buying anything over the next month, stop by to uh, equestriancollections.com. They're one of the participating retailers in the Horse World Gives Back campaign. And we thank you for supporting them and for them supporting the Horse World Gives Back. And that's equestriancollections.com. All right, we're back, and we're going to introduce our guests. We have uh, we have two ladies with us who sound like a lot of fun. Vanessa Taraba, did I say that right? Taraba, yep. Taraba and Susie. Lego. No, Taraba. Taraba. Yes, it's Vanessa Taraba. That's Tar- right, because I said Taraba sounds like an Italian restaurant. Right. Yeah. It's Susie Lytle is is her co-author of this book, Ninety Nine Ways Not to Kill Your Horse. To not kill your horse. Sorry, I keep getting that backwards. 90 Ways to not kill your horse. And let's talk to them about their book and find out what inspired them and, and, and why. Well, hi, Vanessa and Susie. It's so good to have you guys on. As I said in the introduction, we, we found you guys because I got an email from Gina Miles. First of all, let's start there. You just start at the top when you do projects. You just go to the top, the, the top dog, the Olympian, and then start there, Vanessa? That's right. That's how we roll. <laughs> shoot, for, shoot for the stars, land on the moon, you know, and we, we got the star this time. Well, you certainly did. And of course, Gina's a good friend of the Horse Radio Network. She's been on every one of our shows. She was the, one of our first guests here on Stable Scoop almost three years ago and has been back on a regular basis. We just get her on to talk to her. We really don't have anything serious to talk to her about, but she's kind enough just to join us. <laughs> I remember the first time, I got to tell you guys a funny story because you wrote a funny book. 
is uh, the first time we had her on, Helena was so nervous, she could barely even ask her a question. And uh, that went away, fortunately. Helena's not like that anymore. Well, I was so enthralled by what she was saying. I was listening so intently that I forgot that I was actually participating in the interview. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's my turn. (laughs) But I I don't think that's going to happen today because I think uh, Vanessa and Susie, (laughs) while they are as great as Gina, I'm sure, they have something that's a little bit easier to talk about um, which when I heard, first heard the title of your book, I was like, they wrote me a book. They wrote a book just for me because I really I have goals. I definitely have goals. But probably the biggest one is not to kill my horse. So it was nice to know that there are other people out there who don't want to kill their horses either. Where in the heck did you get this idea from? Because it's fabulous. Well, um I've had this idea running around in my head for about a decade now, and it started out as a warm and fuzzy 101 ways to help your horse, and it kind of went through some really lame variations. And then Vanessa and I sat down one day, and we said, you know what, this is not who we are. And I I made some joke about, like, yeah, you know, most of the battle about keeping them well is not killing them. And... It just kind of evolved over a couple of uh, really good lattes in a coffee shop, and <laughs> we just kind of sat down and put our heads together and went over the various ways that we have seen people make mistakes or do other you know heinous acts, either wittingly or unwittingly, that led to the demise of one or more of their equine partners, and you know potentially could lead to the demise. So it was just kind of a quick evolution of a long-standing idea. And was it, was it, once you got the ball rolling, did it roll fairly easily on its own or, you know, was there sort of a limited number of things that you went through and then you had to scratch your brains and, and go out in the field and find other things? Oh, no, we, we sat down, we actually wrote over 99 ways as far as the different you know, titles, subtitles yeah. of how not to kill your horse. We wrote more than 99 and we had to cut some out and we did that in one night. <laughs> and then we spent a couple more days fleshing them out, you know, giving the reasons why. But my husband's a vet and I work with him all the time. And both of us say horses are trying to kill themselves on a daily basis. Oh, that is so, <laughs> so true. And you know what? There's nobody that knows that better than horse husbands because it always happens when our wives are away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does. It Every happened to mine. Time. <laughs> my husband is an official horse husband because it happened. If they, and I said to him, there's one thing you have to remember. The golden rule is if they can, they will. Mm-hmm. And they'll try hard, too. Let's add that. That's true. <laughs> no, he dug a big hole. Wait a minute. He dug a big hole. We're putting in drainage, drainage ditches for the, in the barnyard, and he dug a big hole, right, to test to see how easy it would be to, to hand dig one of these trenches. And then he walks away, and the horses are milling about like, ooh, what's in this hole? I said, are you really going to leave that hole there? Yeah, why? It's a hole. Horses won't walk in it. I said, did you learn nothing about having them gallop down the highway last week? That's probably one of the 99 ways. Yeah, don't don't take a hole. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. We've already already started in our head another 99 ways. There you go. Don't dig a hole. That'll be in it. Hey, you know what you need to do? 99 ways for your horse husband not to kill your horse. That would be a bestseller. It really would. Mm. Cause, mm-hmm. cause, Absolutely. Yeah. Be careful, hey. ladies, because the next thing he's going to suggest is 99 ways to feed your horse husband. That's right. That's important. <laughs> so it's all about, you know, I'm sorry, but the horse husbands tend to be a little self-centered, even when you're helping us horse wives. You do tend to be, a little, it's all about me. It's all about the food. It's all about how to make my life as a horse husband easier. That is all true, and we are proud of it. Now, guys, I have to ask you, there was no alcoholic beverages uh, consumed in the making of this book? I plead the fifth on that one, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I figured there had to be a one or two. So tell us, okay, tell us, can you give us an, some examples of some of the 99 ways, a couple? Susie, do you have them in front of you, or would you like me to go? Oh, you go ahead, Vanessa. Okay, I've got one that says, only give shots or injections to your horse if you really know how to do so. 
And there are so many reasons for this and not enough time or space here to explain. Bottom line is it is so easy to kill your horse with poor injection administration, incorrect medication choice, and incorrect dose. It's insane to give shots yourself. Simply put, if you do not believe us, ask your veterinarian, how is it possible for me to kill my horse by incorrectly giving him an, an injection and then watch him or her roll on the ground in laughter as he thinks of all the ways? <laughs> we have a vet that comes on our morning show uh, once a week, and she's out of Florida, and she, she, she's got a sense of humor, too. And this is one of the things she talked about. She actually gave us examples. And it's scary. I, you know, the one that's supposed to go into muscle ends up in the vein and you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, multiple things. Yeah. Or how about it's supposed to go in the vein and, well, maybe hits an artery. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, right. Um, right. You know, one thing that is kind of a sober underlying of this book is that most of these ways have actually worked in that people have actually killed their horse using these methods. And Vanessa and I have been around horses for so long that we've had the, um, the fortune to see many other people make mistakes and then learn to not duplicate them. Mm. And part of my um, longstanding success as a horse owner has been in watching other people make mistakes and learning. You know, you see someone else burn their finger by touching a hot stove. You go, oh, I guess I won't touch that hot stove. But it's remarkable how many people need to test those theories themselves. And being a wellness practitioner myself, I find it completely abhorrent, untenable, irritating that people will toy with the safety and welfare of their horses when all it takes is usually a good dose of common sense and just a moment to take a pause and say, is this really a good idea? You know, is this, am I doing this correctly? You know, down to the smallest, seemingly smallest thing can make the difference literally between life and death with these big, powerful animals that are really so fragile. Uh, So unfortunately, I'm sorry. No, I, I was. I, I'm going to cut you off just to say how important this point is because the and how the book fits so nicely into your perspective there is because the people who really need to hear these things are the people who who will have to test the theories themselves, who believe that oh, I know what I'm doing, or I don't need to know all of that, or I already what I know is good enough. And so, 99 ways not to kill your horse because it's tongue in cheek might actually. Uh, persuade these people to pick up the book and read it or maybe someone gives it to them as a gift as a ha-ha it's getting like you say it's getting that information in front of the right people because as i glenn knows i say this all the time common sense is actually not so common and so unfortunately that's true and many people have what i call a good dose of flicker syndrome or they have their black beauty glasses on and they don't realize that you know, it's it's not really about their perception of what's going on. It's, you know, guess what? It's about what's really going on. Mm. And, um, you know, people get clouded. They they just have this kind of insanely romanticized idea about what it, what it means to be in charge of the health and welfare of a horse. And things can go on quite nicely for years and years and years. Or you can screw up one little thing and kill your horse within, you know, 30 seconds. And I think, so, and I think yeah. there's, there's, that is a good point. One of the levels of learning is you don't know what you don't know. And I think that's the case where a lot of people get in trouble. They just don't know that they're doing it wrong. Or they, you know, they just don't know um, in many cases. Because where do we learn horsemanship from? Most of the time is from other people around us or parents if they had horses or just other people around us. Well, they may not be doing it right either. You know? That's the thing. It's, yeah. the, it's the spreading of misinformation that's, that's dangerous as well as the lack of information. Because I see that all the time. Is you have a trainer who thinks they know what they're doing or, you know, this is, this is my way. It's worked for 100 years. Um, and, you know, and then they pass that on to their students. And, you know, and then now you're propagating this really bad idea. <laughs> so tell us, tell, give, give us another one there. And then I want to talk about one of the cool things you're doing here with the profits. Well, on a lighter note, um, but one we've actually seen happen is number 34, keep tall hoses and pressure washers out of your horse's rectum. And it sounds like <laughs> that would make, I'm not going to read the description, um, but you have no idea how many horses we've seen that have What's been a homemade enema? 
And it, and owners think it's a homemade enema, like the few feet that they might go oh in God. without carrying the rectum. I've never seen this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've seen a handful. You're and some kidding. have survived. And some, oh, I'm dead serious. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure am. Does it work? Uh, no. It's, <laughs> Just there's joking. 40 feet of intestine. That's a couple of feet. You know, no, of course it hasn't. Some have died and some haven't. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I know. I'm a little stunned. <laughs> yeah, this is actually in in 146 episodes. This is the first time we've talked about enemas. So, and probably the first time guys. I've been at a loss for words. <laughs> I really don't know what to say. <laughs> but that's what makes this book so good. Is it's funny too? Do you say in the book because I I don't have a copy of it in front of me? Do you say anywhere that that a lot of these stories are true. That that this this is these are these things have actually happened. Let me see. I don't remember off the top of my head. Because okay. I would really like anybody <laughs> reading that book to. Because I mean that just shut me up, and I I would love to see that. All right, that I'll, just goes to show too. This book is for everyone, not just new horse owners. This is for everyone. This applies. Oh, absolutely. To give us one more. Yeah, give we, us one more. One more. And then we'll, okay. There's ninety nine. You can afford one more. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me find one. Oh, jeez. Oh, beating on your horse because you are mad is very uncool. Number 96. Mm. Yeah. And how many times have we seen that? People riding in the warm-up arena and they get mad at their horse because it's not doing what it's supposed to because the owner's rider's expectations are incredibly high for that day and the horse wasn't trained properly. So they get mad and start spinning him in circles and beating on him and yanking on his mouth. Okay, so I have an interesting question for you guys on that note because this happened just last week at... We, we boarded a barn, and so I have an interesting ethical question for you guys is, what do you do when you see one of the other boarders doing just that? Mm. And I mean really wailing. Uh, you know, morally, what do you do? You know? Well, as, as a horseman myself, I need to say, hey, you know, I, it might be just time to take a break because whatever you're trying to accomplish isn't going to happen this way. And they might get mad. For example, when I was uh, early 20s, uh, that was a long time ago, walking across a parking lot down by an arena, and lo and behold, there's a guy riding one of my favorite old horses that belonged to a roping buddy of mine. He's beating the horse overhead with a hammer handle. Uh. Hello. This is a good old horse who would never turn a foot wrong, and I'm like, what are you doing to Scooter? And he said, you know, gave me, read me the riot act, basically, and walked off, and um, I learned from that. Like, you know, that wasn't the right way to approach that. Um, yes, I got full of anger, and yes, I lashed out at the rider, but what happened is that then he rode down the, down the trail around the corner and did whatever it was he was going to do. And I learned from that. Yeah, trainable. And I learned that to approach something in a way that derails the situation is the most effective, humane way to intervene on the horse's behalf. I am the horse's servant. I live to make sure that horses have a better life today than they did yesterday through education of the owners. I can't educate them if I piss them off. So there's a fine line that you have to walk between pointing out what's incredibly obvious, but they can't see because they've got their flicker glasses on and reminding them about some common sense. Now people make mistakes that happens. And when you can point that out without pointing a finger, is when progress is made. So it really depends on the situation. But if I just see some absolute abuse going on, depending on the situation, if it's a kid, I'm going to intervene and say, look, I'm old, you're young, I know, you don't, get off. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and if they're older than I am, I might approach it like, wow, you know, your horse is really having a tough time. You know, what exactly are you trying to do with him? Oh, he won't pick up his left lead. You know what? I am really good at checking horses over for soreness. Maybe I can help you. Maybe your saddle doesn't fit. Or, you know, maybe mm. his, I notice he's a little short in the left shoulder. Maybe he can't actually pick up that lead today. And I have to say, you know what? Everything I've learned from horses, I've made that mistake myself. And indeed, I had a horse that wouldn't canter on a particular lead one day. And guess what? He was sore. Did I see that as a kid at the time? No, my stupid horse wouldn't pick up the lead. As an adult, I look back and go, oh, that was horrible of me. But now I know. Right. So I've learned. 
That, that, that is actually probably, be great, that is a great probably better advice than grabbing the hammer and beating him over the head, which is really what you want to do. But that, that could lead yeah. you into another book. Yeah. Exactly. 99 Ways to Be Diplomatic When You See Someone Else Trying to Kill a Horse. Because yeah. it's, you know, um, I think probably one of the greatest challenges for people who do know horses fairly well is when to keep your mouth shut, when to speak up, and then how to do so diplomatically. Because we are so full of emotion that it, it takes a lot of practice to remove the emotion and focus on the teaching, like you say, the educating. Um, Personally, I had this experience just last week, and I was sitting in an arena where my daughter was taking a lesson on a pony, and the arena is shared by other trainers. And the uh, trainer who'd been there the longest is a a rough-and-ready woman who's been around the block. She was smoking a cigarette inside the arena while she was teaching. She was sitting in the corner uh, in the viewing area, and when she was you know, about two-thirds of the way through with her cigarette, she flicked it into the center of the ring, which had a, a dirt floor. And, and I was so stunned and so angry at that, I had no, I, I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. And, and I, I told the instructor, my trainer, I said, get my daughter and the horse out of here. We'll finish the lesson outside. And I, I couldn't say anything. What do you do? Yeah. <clears throat> that is tough because you have to come back there too. I mean, that's that is tough. And I couldn't. I didn't want to interrupt the relationship between her and you know the people that she shares. You know, my trainer and the people that she shares this facility with, and and so on and so on. But you know, that's a surefire way to kill many horses. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is a, a bit challenging. And as as grown ups, you know, we kind of learn that that old saying, which they all have their their uh, basis in truth, that you catch more flies with honey, and it's, it is a fine line, and honestly, in order to improve the health and welfare, welfare for performance horses and their owners through education and awareness requires that education happens through awareness. You can't learn if your eyes are closed. You can't hear if you're talking. So asking them, basically teasing out where they're coming from and then finding out where their goal is going to get them Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, you know what, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do the worst thing possible to my, my horse. In fact, I think I'm going to kill him in some negligent way. Nobody does that. But it happens daily because they're lacking awareness. And sometimes, you know, if I can make the difference between success and failure just by offering um, a little pearl of wisdom that might hit at the right time, then that's what it's all about. But if they're not ready for the pearl, it will go unheard. So kind of setting it up, like you don't just hop on your horse and, and kick him into a canter, right? You prepare. You breathe, you, you bend, you prepare, leg on, head up, pelvis tilted, boom. You don't just willy-nilly do things. And the same thing with, with information. As an educator, it's really important to get the student set up so they're available for the information when you offer it. Otherwise, you're just talking. Now, see, I'm a little bit more of a smart aleck, and I think I'd probably just go to somebody spinning in circles and say something, you know, kind of sassy, like, wow, that seems to really be working for you. You should keep doing that. <laughs> Susie has a lot more class than I do. Yeah, I'm in there with you, Vanessa. Absolutely. Well, no, that's why their book works, because they have the yin and the yang. That's right. And they balance that's each right. other out. That's right. Yeah. We've been talking a lot about uh, ancient Chinese medicine, so, um, so you, do, you guys do have that. Well, let, let's talk about one of the reasons that Gina Miles was involved in this is you're doing a great thing as far as the profits uh, of this book are concerned. Tell us about that. Well, we're donating uh, 50% of the profits to Southern California Equestrian Sports, which is a nonprofit charity that's dedicated to uh, equestrians, pe- sending people to the Olympics, helping support future Olympians as well as local riders. And that's something Susie and I just feel so passionate about. That's something that we're both spot on with is giving, you know, paying it forward, giving back. We've been so blessed and we just want to kind of keep that energy flowing. Well, and I will say that uh, that particular group, the uh, Southern California Equestrian Sports.org, uh, also is the one, I believe, that has set up the fund for Boyd Martin uh, and, and his gang over there after the fire. So they are a good group, and they're, they're pitching in to help out because they needed a nonprofit that, that could do that. So, so they are a good group, and, and I think it is a, a good cause for sure. 
Well, this is fun. Now, people can buy. You have a website. Uh, let's see here. Your website is is 99waysnottokillyourhorse.com. And they can buy the book there? They can buy the book, yep, at www.99waystonotkillyourhorse.com. They can also buy it if they go to uh, lulu.com, which is we're self-publishing right now until some fabulous publishing house picks us up, hint, 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 (laughs) Uh, at which point they can get it at Barnes & Noble's. (laughs) (laughs) But in the meantime, we can buy it. In the meantime. (laughs) We want everybody to buy it so that you don't even have to. You you can just continue self-publishing. It won't matter. That's uh, right. And how much does it cost? It's nine ninety nine for the print. It is two ninety nine. We also offer it as a download, as an ebook, oh, and we cool. actually have the app for iPhones currently submitted to the iPhone store. So very, very soon they're going to be able to get it as an app for iPhones, and then shortly following Androids and Blackberries. And that'll be the whole book on the app. That'll be the entire book on the app. Wow, that's pretty cool. You guys are thinking. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, cool. Do you have any other projects in the works, uh, other things that we can look forward to? We have um, at our clinic, uh, Northeast Texas Equine Services, where as far as supporting charities, we're also donating um, 20% of all of our dispensables and platinum performance sales to Southern California Equestrian Sports. So that's sort of another project that we're working on that benefits the same organization. And then Susie and I have talked and thrown around about future books and other apps. We're developing um, a Colic app right now, and that's going to be free, uh, also in the iPhone market. And Susie and I have been talking about developing apps together as well, because I think that's really where a lot of this is going with information is through apps. Well, I I I agree with you totally. Definitely let us know when, when those come about, and we'll plug them for you, for sure. Beautiful. Yeah, you've made two fans, two more new fans. Wonderful. Yay. I'd also like to mention that I have um, a series of equine wellness clinics that are designed for all levels of horsemen in the Southern California area. These are free, and they're intended to get out the good word about equine wellness and what you can do to make your horse's day-to-day life more um, comfortable, happier, make them a better performance horse. And if people log on to my website, it's theworthyhorse.com, theworthyhorse.com. And I have a, um, a listing of current clinics and topics coming up, and all I have to do is RSVP and we get them logged in. I had 75 people at my first wellness clinic wow. and um, a series of smaller um, under saddle clinics, which of course I don't want seventy five people milling around on their horses at one time, <laughs> um, and that has been Why really. Not? That's not a recipe for disaster. <laughs> but it could you know, be material for your next book. Not, not to have a clinic. <laughs> I think you could write an entire book. Just put seventy five people and horses in an indoor and see what happens. Oh, but they could do a whole series. Honestly, you could do the ninety nine ways not to series uh, for the horse people because just you know pick a subject and. Goodness, you could go on and on, especially as a, a you know someone who specializes in equine body work. My goodness, the things you must uncover when you talk to these horses. You know, it, it offers me many chances to become enlightened and to share enlightenment. Mm. You know, on the vein of, of ancient Chinese medicine, it's all about bringing it to the forefront. Often people don't know the damage that they're doing, and it breaks my heart. And I've been doing this for 18 years now, and... It's just about education. You know what Once we need people to people learn do. how to do it a better way. And I cannot tell you the joy in my heart when I see a horse happy going down the trail or jumping and comfortable. And it just makes a huge difference when I see a horse that is, you know, tail swishing, ear pinning, teeth grinding, turned into a happy camper that loves his job again mm. through a series of small changes that are brought about mostly by awareness. You know what we're going to oh. do here, Susie? I think this would be a terrific idea, Helena. Um, we should get her and Dr. Wendy Ying and maybe uh, who's the, uh, you know, one of the other specialists that we've had, had on that have been really good. We'll get them all on together and throw a couple of uh, scenarios at them and, and let them discuss it. I think that would be a fun show. I think that would be a very, and very educational show. Yeah, I do too. I think that would be a lot of fun. Would you be willing to do that, Susie, if we put that together? 
Oh, that would be such a joy. That would be completely wonderful. Yeah, and you know, if we get the you know, our Dr. Wendy Ying's our, our our traditional Chinese medicine, we get it. We get a uh, one of our more progressive veterinarians. And we get you on the same show, and then throw some scenarios at you. I think that would be interesting. That would be really fun. Actually, it would be um, super cool to see the different perspectives between the Chinese medicine, the Western veterinary medicine, and the uh, the body worker, and see you know, where that brings us with a horse, because it's such a team effort. I, I call myself like the wellness team coordinator because I'm always on my owners about, okay, you know, where's the dental work and what's your shoeing schedule and, you know, what's the turnout program and what vitamins are you feeding? And, I mean, I'm just all over it. It would be so cool <laughs> to get I messed with it. a team. I'm getting excited about this already. I like it. Write that down, Helena. <laughs> oh, <laughs> again, I was so busy listening to her and smiling so hard. I... <laughs> well, thank you, guys. We appreciate you being on. It's 99 Ways to Not Kill Your Horse. This should probably be required for everybody that begins dating a non-horse person, whether it's male <laughs> or female. This is the first thing you hand them and you say, you learn these, I'll quiz you. If you pass the test, there'll be a second date. <laughs> and there you go. I like it. Isn't that good? I think that's good. You yeah. are the idea, man. I'll tell you what. You could sell a million books that way. We should have to work on that. All right. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Thanks to both it. of you. It was a pleasure. I love those two. I can't wait to see what they churn out next. They're fun. Uh, I, I, I really do. Okay. So um, that's, what did we say? 99 ways to not kill your, your horse. horse. And here's one good way to make your horse very happy. Talking about horse wellness is to buy him or her one of Uncle Jimmy's brand products. Now let's talk to Uncle Jimmy. And so we have my favorite sponsor on. I know I'm not supposed to say we have favorites, but, you know, that's like a mom saying, I don't have a favorite kid. You can't say it, but you totally know you that just like you have one. Balls. <laughs> no, the, actually, the squeezy buns are my favorite. But um, Uncle Jimmy, it's been I'm a while. I'm to the pecker record. Will you stop? He's been doing this to me all day. He won't let me get a word in edgewise because he keeps coming up with these stupid phrases and he thinks they're funny. And I, honestly, do you have any openings at Uncle Jimmy's you know, brand products? Wait, what? I could do anything, really. I don't need to host this show. Um, Jennifer so wait likes a minute. the licky things. Stop. Really? <laughs> all right, let's try it this way. Hello, folks. Uncle Jimmy here. How's it going? <laughs> Amen. There you go. <laughs> we haven't we haven't seen you since January at uh, or Glenn. Have you seen him before then? Since, I since actually saw him at a show here recently, um, somewhere Ohio, maybe. Yeah. Oh right, Equine um, Affair. Yeah, Equine Affair. Yeah, yep. we saw him at Equine Affair. He was up there promoting his balls. All right, which which is what you do when you're Uncle Jimmy. What's this new? Is the What's... only reason we have you on, Jimmy, is so I can make all of these bad jokes. But, I, you see, I happen to actually like your products and think that they're <laughs> worthwhile. Ah, thank you very large. Uh, we have a lot of, lot of, lots been going on. Um, we are going to be launching the Uncle Jimmy's Big Licky, which is, uh, looks like a, um, a licky thing on steroids. It's, um, it's a four-pounder. It has its own holder. Um, it, it's going to be a big hit. It, we've already had several orders from various distributors around the uh, world, and uh, we're, we're gearing up for that. Now, does that um, test, if it's, a big, if it's a, a big licky on steroids, will that test? Or? Uh, no, no, okay, I didn't. Check. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, 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 a big, uh, it's become a big item, and um, we, we, uh, we're, we're pretty happy with it and the way it is. Now, will that out. fit in a holder? Like your other, like the licky things actually are in a holder. A, yes, a plastic it will have it. It has its own holder. It's going to be a we big, have, is uh, it the size of pie plates? Then? <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's a small pie plate size. And uh, it's, it, like I say, it's four pounds total. And, um, but I think, I think once everybody sees it, they're, they're really going to like it. I know the distributors uh, have all made mega orders on it already, so we should and be shipping it, here in another couple weeks. Is it made out of the same stuff as the, as the licky things? Yes, sir, it is. Okay. Um, like I say, there's, there's several reasons, too numerous to mention. 
um, why we went into this product. But uh, once you see it, I think uh, everyone will get it. And how long will it last? Will it last a long time? Is that the that, idea? That is another thing. It will last, uh, we know it lasts over a month. My eight horses, it takes them a good month to get through them based on 12 hours a day. Well, you know, that's one of that's a good thing, Helena, because one of the problems with your products is the horses like them too much, yeah, and no they go kidding. through them pretty quickly. Well, I yeah. noticed that you also have... Um, you have the sugar-free licky things and the sugar-free hanging balls, um, mm-hmm. which I, I know that I want to get the uh, sugar-free hanging balls for my horse, Pie, because he's got plenty of energy and all that. And I know that he's, he likes to be entertained by hanging things. He's a big fan uh-huh. of the squeezy buns, but I can only feed him so, so many of those <laughs> a day. Um, so how, what's the feedback that you're getting on the sugar-free products? Um, we knew that we weren't going to get the same amount of orders uh, on the sugar-free as the other, uh, but uh, I felt there was a need for it, and yep. that's why we made it. But, uh, yeah, we are selling quite a few of them, yes, but not, not anywhere near like the regular, you know. Like the regular sugary, sticky. That's kind of true of uh, humans' products, too. You're never going right. to sell the number, amount of sugar-free that you do the other because we all like the other. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> but you it's know, nice that you good. have the option, really nice that now, you have, have the option. Oh, can I ask you, and I know you'll be honest because you're Uncle Jimmy, um, have you found any horses that just don't like the sugar-free? Actually, I don't know of any. Um, I, I generally, I'd like to get feedback from people. Um, my phone rings twenty four hours a day if they want to talk to me, and or my uh, email. And uh, we we enjoy hearing the good and along with the bad. We want to know everything, you know, because we. We're satisfaction guaranteed. That's all there is to it. You know what? If you're out there, if you're listening, and if you're hearing me, you are listening. <laughs> I, this is what I get from working with Glenn for the last three and a half years. Oh, I swear if she could mute me, she would, Uncle Jim. I would. I would. All right. So, wait. What I have a special special message to our listeners is give Uncle Jimmy a call or, or send him an email. Go to the website because, um, you know, if you're listening and you have actually tried – one of Uncle Jimmy's brand products because you heard about it here on Stable Scoop. You try it and you like it, let him know. Or if you try it and you don't like it, let him know. I mean, that's kind of why we all do this, isn't it? So that we we don't want to make bad products. You don't want to make treats that horses don't like or that don't work Absolutely. for people. So, Absolutely. But it's nice to know that you're so receptive to hearing from uh, your, uh, your oh, customers. Oh, you don't know the half of it, Helena. I'm on his Facebook page right now. Yeah. And by the way, the Facebook page is just Uncle Jimmy's. Just search for Uncle Jimmy's and you can become a fan of his Facebook page. And I'm scanning down and I'm scanning down and I'm scanning down. And there's all these people writing comments and, and they're loving his products. And then there's Jacqueline, who looks like a model right out of the <laughs> magazines. Uh-huh. I think this was fake. There we go. Uh, this is the reason Uncle Jimmy put the product names. And she says, Uncle Jimmy, you have the best horse products. Huge fan. I love your hanging balls. I swear, Uncle Jimmy, that you named these products just so you could see pretty girls say that in on your Facebook page. Absolutely. God, that's got to be Absolutely. a boost to your ego every day. Uh, I love it. Oh, hey, I got a late-breaking news. Guess who had my balls in their stable? I think I know who because we were highlighting that particular horse. I hope I know who. Yes, you do. Who? I don't. Mucho Macho Man! (gasps) Mucho Macho Man! I did hear that. I lie. I did hear that. Mucho Macho Man is so much more mucho now. Actually, I think it was Jennifer, that my wife, that discovered that because we we had the owner on several times on the morning show, and Patty is so terrific. And then we kept, you know, we were following them very closely, and she saw pictures of the horse chewing on something, and um, I think that's how you found out, right? Yes, we got through you, but uh, that's why I uh, I wanted to bring that up. And I was trying to get a hold of uh, them on Facebook, and I said, "Rumor has it that uh, that that you have my balls," and uh, I never got a return call because I think they think I'm a derelict. But besides that, um, I really wanted because I was going to send them the new licky, the big licky for them, but. Uh, I can't. I can't seem to get a hold of them. So All right. Well, we'll if see you're if out we there can... listening, uh, give me a call. So. We'll intervene right. for you there. We we, I, we know people. 
I'm officially a fan of your Facebook page, and I can tell you what I what my next swag needs to be, Uncle Jimmy. I What's want that? the poster that says "Lick This" uh, <laughs> in hot pink. We did an international magazine, a full page um, ad, just like it says uh, this this color, this this pinkish color, and everything, and it just says "Lick This," and it, it really took off. Everyone oh, thought that was great. It is so. fabulous. It's now, Jimmy, who does your? Do you do your marketing? Do you and Uncle Tommy do the marketing ideas? Or? We all we all kind of get together and do a bunch of stuff. Uh, Tommy uh, Thompson uh, does uh, really the majority of that because he is the computer guy, and and then of course we have other people involved with it also, you know. But um, uh, there's a bunch of people that really do, you know. This isn't just a one man band here, so. Well, great. Well, this is terrific, Uncle Jimmy. It's good to talk to you again. And, of course, we'll be seeing you in August if you're going to be there. That uh, We've been invited to come back to Ada for the Tack and Habit show. So we'll be, uh, we'll be there. I'm surprised we got invited away. to go anywhere. Can you believe they keep having us back? We, we raised so much hell there on Monday the last time doing the morning show. We had a crowd of people, and people kept saying, I came over here from the other side of the room. We could hear you. <laughs> you, Glenn. Boom, 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 boom. Well, they blew us up, too. Remember, they blew us up with the Point 2 Air Vest, so that was... Oh, that was fun. There were screams that, that resulted from there. Yeah. Um, well, we're looking forward to seeing you again then. That'll be fun. Hey, yeah, and uh, I'm not quite sure if I'm going to be at that one or not, but if I am there, it's your turn to buy the beer. Okay, that's a deal. <laughs> hey, no problem. And we're not going to that same restaurant, though. We're picking a different one. Okay, that sounds good, Glenn. (laughs) All right, guys, I thank you very, very much, and we'll be talking on you shortly. You know, he's so much fun. (laughs) I know. Well, he he laughs at your stupid jokes. That's why why I like him. I know. You don't laugh at my... After three years, you don't laugh at my stupid jokes anymore. (sighs) And you know, it's only taken Jamie about six months. You don't laugh at my stupid jokes anymore either. I know. See, it took me three years. She's, I, believe it or not, I'm surprised because I really have no patience for stupid jokes because I've lived with them with my husband for the last 18 years. Maybe I'm just <laughs> used to it. He, that's why he and I get along so well. I know. I know this is true. But yeah, so uh, you and Uncle Jimmy can make all the stupid jokes you want. Clearly, that entertains the two of you. It's, you know, you might as well just sit around and fart because really, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> many, I'm really many. not quite sure where to go from there No, you don't need to go anywhere You can go back <laughs> under the rock Alright, don't forget everybody Tune in Monday night, 6pm Eastern Time to 9pm Eastern Time For the Horse World Gives Back Radiothon Sponsored by the Horse Radio Network And all of us, uh, Lena and I And Jamie and Chris will be there So please join us, Alan and Tammy will be joining us at some point during that evening, and a Tell lot of other guests. Tell people where we're going to put the player so that they yep. can look. The player be every- is going to be on every website that the Horse Radio Network has. You can just go to horseradionetwork.com, or you can go to horseworldgivesback.com, and the player will be there. And I think there's, it's also going to be in about 50 affiliate websites around the Internet as well. Yes, it will. It yeah. will. And we'll also put the player on Facebook. So if you happen to be a Facebook fan of ours, any of the shows, you'll be able to access the player there as well. Because I know a lot of people access uh, our shows through their their mobile device via Facebook. And we have 23 retailers now that are participating in the Retail Day on Tuesday. Wow. So that's kind of cool. And of course, Equestrian Collections and Bitter Britain, who are our sponsors, are one are are uh, two of them that are participating. So you want to you can find that list of the re- participating retailers at horseworldgivesback.com as well. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. You can find our show notes at StableScoop.com. And this is my cue. This is your cue <laughs> to mess up the end of the show. No, you, you, mine is in purple, remember? You just read my line again. Oh. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under StableScoop or Twitter at Horse Radio. And, of course, you're always welcome to leave us feedback at StableScoop.com forward slash contact. Well, maybe if we change the purple to blue and the blue to purple, I won't mess up the lines anymore. I'm going to try that next week. You're like a horse. (laughs) If you can mess it up, you will, and you do. Well, Helena, that's it for this week. (laughs) Well, Glenn, I think that's plenty, but there will be more next week.